the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Greetings to you. Thanks for being with us. Monday, first day of the week, back in the saddle. Kath, good to see you. How was your weekend? It was very nice. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling a little bit with the technology here. Yeah. I, uh, the tools of the it's trade like, often. It's time. like I never put my... Uh, Headphones on. My, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Things have changed, right? The, the old days used to be like these big, thick, heavy-duty things. Now we're wearing little strings. Right. Now it's all... What is the string theory? String theory? Yeah. Uh, quantum physics. Right. I, do you need me to explain it to you? Because well, I can't. I can't either. But because I put my headphones on, and they always get tangled up, and I go, oh, this must be string theory, or it's just my headphones getting tangled. String... Well, I, you know what? I'm not. I was going to make a comment, and then I realized the that I know so little about it that Kath. whatever whatever comment I was going to make was was just about to be so stupid. Right. And that, I was remiss to even bring it. Can right. tell me yeah, about? Yeah, can tell me about strength here? You <laughs> asked that. And that wasn't in the pre-show meeting in your office. It wasn't in the pre-show meeting in your office right. either. We had two pre-show meetings, and neither one of them, string theory, was brought up. I mean, in 15 seconds or less, could you just sort of fill me in on what you think you know, string theory is all about there, right? Good grief. You want to ask me about anything else no, that like fine. is incredibly complex no, that we could talk about in the afternoon drive program? I was just sitting here enjoying my iced tea. That's about my level of involvement. Well, right? that's... That's all I got. Actually yeah. impressive. You went to a wedding this weekend, I did sure you not? I sure did. Congratulations to Sophia and Nick Pizzuti. Congratulations. The brand new Mr. and Mrs. Beautiful Wedding. Saturday is one of the most gorgeous days of mm. all time. Wasn't it, though? It was like the Perfect. humidity was 31% mm. or something like that. Bright, sunshiny day. Lovely. We were hanging out in Oakland. The wedding was at Heinz Chapel, and we got there early, so we just walked around Pitt's campus. Mm. You know what hacked me off? Oh, no, what? Because I'm a Pitt alumnus. Yeah. You can't get in the Cathedral of Learning. You can't what? walk. In, you can't get in the Commons Room. It's closed without a staff without a staff or student ID. I used to walk in there all the time. Do you know and just why? Just kind of hang out. Why? Because COVID. Oh, because it ruins everything. Now what? I don't know. I mean, what's the big deal? What? what? You want to go to Burger King in the basement? Right. There's no. It's not Burger King anymore. It isn't. No. Oh, good for but, that. Uh, wh- I don't know. I don't know. The ceilings in the commons room are about sixty feet, feet high. high. Why are we? Con- why is? Because COVID ruins everything. Really. So, so we had a guest. Around. We had a guest with us who'd oh. never been to Pittsburgh. All excited to see All the excited, cathedral. You know, Hogwarts fan mm-hmm, had yeah. heard about Cathedral of Learning. I said, "Well, I, you know, there's no one better to show it to them than me, who yeah. you know spent four solid years in there, and no, we can't it, get in the door." Mm-mm. Was there a guard, or was it, uh-huh. everything locked up? There's a guard. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, just how we are. And so I, I was tempted to go in and say, you know, I'll just go in and talk no, to the guy. No, and then no, my whole no, family no, was like, no, don't. don't humiliate his mother. Right, please. Like, you're going to pull some strings. Hey, listen, I'm an alumni of this university. You know, we that's, paid for this place. Listen, that's what I was going to say. No, no that, that would have gone really well. 
Right. So, so you're on their side. Of course I am. Because you don't want to. Unless you're all John. dressed up. Right? You're all like in nice clothes. You want to get angry at somebody? This guy's just doing his job. It's like, you know, way up top. I mean, I don't need you to criticize me. I'm, I didn't uh, do it. <laughs> just All of a sudden, you're like criticizing my intentions. No, I'm not even criticizing. I'm getting in trouble for the things I thought about doing now. That's, that's how bad it is. the age we live in. Good just grief. how it is. All right. You want to look at some news? I would like to. All right. I mean, without further ado, please, Kath, give us the top four at four. For Monday, June 6th, 2022, mm-hmm. number one, another weekend marked by gun violence across the country with 13 mass shootings in the U.S. since Friday. The latest CDC data reveals a nearly 35% increase in firearm deaths nationwide from 2019 to 2020, with guns accounting for 79% of all homicides in the U.S. The country also recorded its most annual gun deaths ever in 2020, more than 45,000. Interesting story in CBS today, though, that profiled the disconnect, John, between what the public says they want and support and what policymakers actually act upon. The latest CBS News polling reveals that a majority of Americans favor a variety of gun restrictions, including universal background checks at 81%. 81% of people polled. A federal red flag law, 72%, and a nationwide ban on the AR-15 at 62%. But of course, we know that at this point, up till now, nothing has happened. People are talking. People right? are talking. There is some conversation. Number two. Elon Musk threatened to terminate his deal to buy Twitter Mm -hmm. in a letter accusing the company of not complying with his request for data on the number of spam and fake accounts on the social media platform. Mr. Musk said Twitter has refused, downright refused, I tell you, to provide the data necessary for Mr. Musk to facilitate his own evaluation of the number of spake and uh, spake. That's the difference. That's the combination of spam and fake. (laughs) Can you spake? Spake. You have spake accounts. Couple some spakes. Yeah, if, if Elon uses that in future, I would like some kind of Copyright. acknowledgement. Right. Maybe he could throw me a couple bucks. We should speak it. Uh, you'll remember that in April, Twitter accepted his 400, no, not 400, $44 billion bid to take over the company and go private. He also has 19 investors. Did you know that? Nope. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was just him, but he has 19 investors who are backing up his deal. Number spray. three. A new study of an AstraZeneca PLC breast cancer drug showed it cut the risk of tumor progression by half for people with the most advanced form of the disease. That is super terrific news. Um, It cut the disease progression in patients who took it in the study for an average of 9.9 months compared with 5.1 months for those who were given chemotherapy. Um, It's an interesting... um, the mechanism of the drug is interesting. It seeks out a particular receptor, which leaves healthy tissue alone and delivers a discrete but powerful dose of chemotherapy right at the site. Amazing. Yeah. So it, it, so it contrasts with traditional chemo, which can't differentiate between tumor and normal cells. And so it ends up it's like a know, micro battle. everything. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting. And number four, Britain's Queen Elizabeth II made a surprise appearance yesterday on the balcony of Buckingham Palace to close out her Platinum Jubilee celebration. She appeared up there. Prince Charles was there, her son. Prince William, her grandson. Uh, Camilla, the wife of Prince Charles, was there. Also, Catherine, uh, Kate uh, Middleton, uh, the former Kate Middleton, was there. And all of their three kids were there. Nice. Super cute. 
Um, and the Queen was in green and looked terrific while everyone sang God Save the Queen. Elizabeth is 96 years old, has been forced to scale back some of her appearances at the Platinum Jubilee, which marked her 70 years on the throne, because of mobility issues. She's 96. Prince Charles made a nice speech later in the day, and that is your top four at four. Nice. He called, his, called her Mummy. Mummy. Hey, Mummy. Mummy the Queen. Yes, he said... Uh, I can't remember how he started. He said, your, he didn't say your aunt, your majesty, mm. mummy, <laughs> which I liked very much. Did you see the uh, pre-recorded video with the queen in Paddington? I did not. Oh my gosh. No. You did, it's so great. The queen is sitting at a table on one side and Paddington Bear is sitting on the other side. Did you read Paddington? Mm, no. Oh, you didn't? No. You know the story? I do. Okay. I mean, I recognize Paddington, but that's not something I'm really connected oh, with. Oh, it's really great. Yeah. Anyway, so it was, it was that was a very cute idea. Excellent. Very nice. Well, congratulations to the Queen. Mm-hmm. Long may she reign. It's the longest serving monarch in British history. We will take a quick break, step away from the Queen to the White House. That's next. Greg Clugston, SRN News. It's the Ride Home, Monday edition here. 101.5 WORD. This week on Through the Bible, we stand at the deathbed of one of the Bible's great leaders, Joshua. Joshua and his troops have finally conquered Canaan, and they're entering a time of prosperity and peace. Joshua suspects after he's gone, they'll likely drift from God. Join us for his final words of warning, words we should heed as well. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Last year, over 100,000 people in the United States died from drug overdoses, and alcohol-related deaths are rising. This has to stop. At Recovery Centers of America, our local team of experts is dedicated to treating addiction and healing families. With cutting-edge science and medicine behind us, Recovery Centers of America takes a holistic approach to treatment, addressing the source, symptoms, and contributors of substance use and co-occurring mental health disorders. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now for immediate help. You don't need to travel far to access world-class care and family support services. Our inpatient and outpatient centers are located near you so you can achieve recovery close to home. Plus, we offer outpatient telehealth services. If you are suffering and don't know where to turn, we want you to know that you are not alone. At Recovery Centers of America, we will answer your call 24-7. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. Creation Festival 2022 is your summer destination. June 29th through July 2nd at Agape Farm Shirley'sburg, PA. Featuring Zach Williams, We the Kingdom, Bethel Music, Newsboys, Dante Bow, Red, and many more. Creation Festival, a tribute to our creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Compassion International presents Creation Festival. Get half-off tickets now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com slash creation. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Smear a bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. People been saying to your friend, get a different face. And posting on their feed, they're super ugly. The things they say to them online are cruel and they're not true. So tell your friend, I'll stay. 
Know someone being bullied online? You can be a witness and make a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool and by letting your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. To the White House we go. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugston joins us. Greg, thanks for coming along as always. How are things in the nation's capital? Hey, happy Monday, guys. Thank John you. and Kathy, good to see you. You as well. Doing well, thank you. Good to see you, Greg. Um, so a lot going on, as it always is, inside the Beltway. So let's talk first off about um, if there's any process on gun control legislation. Uh, before you came on the air, we were talking about a piece on CBS.com today about how there's a disconnect between the percentage of Americans who think that gun control legislation should be passed and how important that is for the actual legislators. Um, I guess that remains to be seen based on what uh, ends up happening. But talk about what the conversation is now. Sure. The conversation and the focus is really centered on the Senate side of Capitol Hill because uh, Democrats have a larger, have a large enough majority in the House that they have already taken uh, actions on uh, what Democrats and the White House describe as common sense gun safety legislation. But obviously in a 50-50 Senate and the need to have 10 Republicans (laughs) move over for a uh, 60 or more vote uh, threshold in the Senate, that's the real trick. And so, yes, there are negotiations, discussions going on in a bipartisan way between Republicans and, and Democrats. Uh, a lot of what we're hearing from those discussions on the Hill uh, <clears throat> deals with uh, deal, deal with really measures that are at a much uh, you know lower level than what President Biden laid out, for example, last Thursday night in his evening speech to the nation, where uh, you know, he talked about wanting to, to ban assault weapons uh, and, and large magazines for those uh, those types of assault rifles. Uh, and then on down the list, he went. And so he laid out a very broad and uh, very specific list of, of, of wants and, and demands, really, from his his political and policy perspective. But that's not what we're seeing at all on the Senate side. We're, we're looking at uh, some measures that would be incremental uh, compared to what the president was calling for. Right. Okay, let me break in and go back to that CBS News story today because it says that 81% of people who responded to a CBS News poll were in favor of universal background checks, 72% in favor of a federal red flag law, and 62% a nationwide ban on AR-15s. Now, obviously, if those percentages are as high as CBS News says they are, those are a lot of Republicans that are weighing in on that and saying they're in favor of it too. And yet their elected representatives in the Senate, you're saying, are the ones that are going to hold this back yeah primarily that and and that's been the case uh, for some time and i have seen polls similar to the cbs uh one that you're you're highlighting there uh done by other uh organizations and there there uh there have been any number of public opinion surveys that have been done over uh several years several recent years that have shown uh the public generally not just a, a member not just a particular political party but the general public 
uh, by and large, uh, in majority numbers, do support some some further steps that would be viewed as restrictions on guns in this country, um, while still maintaining uh, a Second Amendment right. Um, and so, it's what, what's really interesting is is this divide that you, you know we have talked about uh, for years now here on Mondays uh, when we talk about politics and and the uh, the political environment in this country, and uh, like on, on so many issues, um, these these issues are divided often right down party lines, uh, and then you you have uh, you have a lot of Republicans, for example, uh, that do have backing from the NRA and the gun lobby. Uh, and they are uh, very much in favor of of maintaining and securing Second Amendment rights. Yet, what the what the polling shows is that there is support for the Second Amendment, but at the same time, uh, what they view as reasonable restrictions or steps to increase the likelihood that the number of mass shootings that we see and witness as a country would go down. Obviously, they wouldn't be eliminated, but the the hope is that they would be reduced in some way. Greg Clarkson is with us from SRN News. Greg, uh, speaking of polls, let's talk about President Biden's polls. How low can you go considering um, inflation, gas prices, baby formula, war in Ukraine, COVID continuing, uh, you name it. All those things are uh, the ball and chain around him. Yeah, the, the list of crises is uh, is a long one, and uh, they're, they're very intractable. Um, some of these issues seem intractable, and uh, at the moment they are. Uh, we have seen some progress, for example, just over the weekend, that Michigan plant uh, that was producing baby formula that was shut down several months ago and was a key cog in, in the whole um, shutdown and the shortage nationwide that we've seen in terms of, of baby formula. Uh, they have started to uh, revamp production just over the weekend. However, it's going to take several, several weeks before uh, they can get their you know production uh, fully online and then that product. Uh, delivered to stores on a, on a consistent, regular basis once again. So that's just been one example. Of course, the fuel prices, uh, it seems like every day or two we are seeing either from AAA or from some of the other services that are looking at the nationwide average price of a gas gallon of gasoline. Uh, we're seeing new records uh, you know, every couple of days by, uh, by a few pennies, a few nickels, and a few dimes, and it just keeps going up. Yeah. The White House... Um, puts a lot of that blame, if not most of the blame, on Vladimir Putin and the war in Ukraine. And while it is true the price of gasoline has risen since the Russian troops uh, amassed along the border and then eventually went into Ukraine, uh, there are any number of other Americans and Republicans and and other critics of the administration who would point out that uh, inflation was creeping up last year uh, well before the Russian invasion as well. So uh, we're seeing a, a, a frustrated White House in some respects in terms of the inability to really, uh, even with executive power, there are limits there, as we've talked about before. And the president is uh, smack dab finding out uh, that he is he's he's faced with some of those limitations, even if he wants to do a lot to help the American people. Mm-hmm. Greg, uh, let's talk about uh, what's going to happen later on this week with the January 6th committee. Uh, This is something that is very, very unusual. Uh, Is it true that this committee will hold primetime television hearings on Thursday of this week? That's right. This is the January 6th Select Committee in the House of Representatives. Uh, And as we know that they have been, um, for months and months now, have been uh, reviewing the situation uh, from January 6th of 2020, 
when we saw the the riot at the U.S. Capitol mm-hmm. uh, and an effort uh, by some to uh, derail the process of of of, of looking at the votes uh, from the twenty uh, twenty election, I should say twenty twenty one was when the um, uh, January sixth day. Get the correct year there. And so, yes, uh, the short answer to your question, John, is yes, this Mm. is going to be a primetime hearing, the first of many. This is not going to be just a one-time only public hearing, but the first one is going to be this Thursday evening. I believe it's an 8 p.m. Eastern time start. Um, And it's not going to be just cable news channels that will be carrying this, but at least two of the three main networks, I haven't heard if NBC has signed on, but ABC and CBS, they they plan to preempt their evening primetime programming uh, to televise. Interesting. So, Greg, how do you understand this? Because the little that I've read says that there will be live um, interviews. There'll be videotaped things going on. There'll be some talking heads, also the politicians. It feels as though it's like a media production in some way. Yeah. And what's interesting is that there is a former... ABC News uh, producer, and maybe he was even the president of ABC News at one point, he has been tasked with essentially producing this, uh, mm. this event starting on Thursday night. Interesting. So, is it, so it's entertainment in some way. Well, obviously, they, they're tapping someone who wants to, who has the ability and has, has a track record when it comes to TV in terms of creating a narrative and mm. knowing when. Mm. Uh, to use video and how to use it effectively and all the rest. So, so yes, um, uh, there, you know, the, the, uh, the information that this has come out, that they, you have this TV executive sort of running the show in terms of, from a logistical standpoint, has drawn some, not surprisingly, some, some criticism uh, from those who are saying that this is just a, an ongoing effort, right. uh, you know, to, 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 to demonize and that it's politically motivated and that the media is in bed with, uh, mostly Democrats who are on this committee. There are a couple of, re- of Republicans, but yep. uh, they're Republicans that uh, have, uh, you know, <clears throat> they, you know, they they say they're conservatives. You know, someone like Liz Cheney from Wyoming, and she does have a very strong conservative record, but she disagreed when it came to impeachment mm-hmm. and Donald Trump, and so she's an outlier now, just like the other. Uh, Republican as well on the committee. So uh, we're going to see this divide continue. And what will be interesting is to see um, how conservative media, whether you're talking about Fox News or some of the other outlets, how, whether they would even show the, the, these hearings on Thursday night in prime time or um, if they will simply ignore it. And uh, that, that'll be something to watch as well. Very much so. And what does it mean that this is the first of many? Like how, how often will these be on? We don't know, um, although I heard, I think just before we came on the air here, um, I had heard that there is another uh, hearing scheduled for next Monday, and I think it's a 10 a.m. time, so that'll be during the day. So hmm. uh, how many, we don't know, but huh. this has been an effort by by this committee to say that this summer, the plan was this summer to um, to begin making public and rolling out the information. They've conducted more than 1,000 interviews, um, issued more than 100 subpoenas, and uh, and and we're already hearing from some of the members, like Jamie Raskin, a Democrat on the committee. He was uh, saying yesterday that uh, the information that they are going to start releasing on Thursday, in his words, is going to blow the roof off the house. Really? Um, and uh, even Liz Cheney has said that uh, it's going to be uh, very eye-opening as to what they found. What's interesting is there there were uh, a lot of there are a lot of. Uh, former Trump administration officials, including high-ranking officials here at the White House, 
high-ranking officials in the Trump administration that did cooperate at some level with this committee in terms of depositions and uh, sitting down and answering questions for hours. And so there has been there has been this creation of a timeline uh, leading up to January 6th. And then, of course, during the the hours of especially in the afternoon and early evening as as the riot was taking place. So it's going to be interesting to see what this committee has found uh, and then also what the reaction is going to be, whether we're just talking about high high gas prices and inflation and all the other crises uh, Americans are, are dealing with this in this country. Is there going to be an appetite even for this kind of information when uh, people are worried about having enough money to fill up their gas tank? So mm. there's a lot going on and we'll have to see uh, how it lands essentially come Thursday night. It's fascinating. Really, it is. Strange days indeed. I mean, I, I can't remember a primetime no, hearing. I mean, even shades of Watergate. Uh, just so That was during the day. Right. I mean, it's right? not like... It's not like it's going to be C-SPAN. It's going to be like The View or, you know, 60 Minutes or something like that is what it feels like. It's a a media creation. Right. And you've got Donald Trump and his allies saying, look, this is a continuation of a witch hunt, Mm -hmm. uh, to use their words. And uh, they are... uh, there are reports that, uh, that the former president and a lot of his allies, either here in Washington or elsewhere, are going to be, uh, you know, really working up um, an effort to delegitimize these hearings, whether it's because they, they, they view it's an entertainment a vehicle or that it's a partisan uh, attempt on the on the behalf of Congress. So uh, the other side won't be silent either on this. Fascinating. Greg, before you leave us, I always like to, you know, ask. Here it comes. Ask your personal investment in a news story of the the day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, So the New York Times has written an article about five uh, food tips they have to help all uh, Americans age well. And so we're going to be talking about that in a few minutes. I wonder if you might have, like, are are there some foods that you're particularly loyal to? Slim Jims? In your own personal journey. (laughs) You know, are you, you know, are you a believer in protein powder or do you eat a, a, a salad a day or, you know, ice cream only on holidays or w- what's your personal advice? Cheez-Its. Um, all of those, uh, all of those sound good at some point or another. I don't, I, I guess the short answer is I don't have, I don't have a short list where I, I, I that is a go-to list. I, okay. I try, I try to eat in moderation. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that means, yes, John, there will, there will be an occasional slim gym. If mm-hmm. I stop, you know, at the mm-hmm. gas station on a, on a long highway trip Heck yeah, and, uh, that kind of sounds good sometimes. It does but sound at the good. same time, I, you know, I love salad and I try to eat my fruits and vegetables and all that. But, uh, yeah, I would say moderation is the key for me. What about, mm-hmm. have you ever tried the like keto thing where you're going to do, you know, all protein and no carbs? No. Have you ever tried like a low fat or mm-hmm. a superfood or anything like that? I have um, caveman I have diet for effort, Greg. I've made an effort to reduce carbs. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I I am one who cannot live without carbs. Me, Me neither. There would be people who people who might argue with that, but uh, I'm a carb lover, and I've I've tried to uh, to be careful about the intake on on carbohydrate carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. And so I would say uh, that's been a kind of a guiding force here. Okay. As I'm uh, getting up in years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Last question for Sweet you: age. Do you uh, ingest a daily vitamin? Um. No. Oh, I, um, I almost every day. What? I, I'm not, it's kind of like flossing. I have I have the effort there. Right, but, you uh, want it doesn't to always come through. Yeah. You want to? Yeah, John doesn't believe in vitamins. I do so not. This is. No. See, you, I, I'm grateful that you've come down on my side no, of this. No, I am pro yeah, flossing. And though. you can you can thank my wife, who's uh, who's an encourager on that point as well. She gives so. you a little Flintstone in the palm as you're on your way out hey, the door. Absolutely, yeah, love <laughs> whatever, those chewables. Whatever works. <laughs> Good to see you, Greg. Thank you, Greg. I mean, have if they had Slim Jim's, you know, vitamins, I might have a. <laughs> 
More of a jump for that. Well, that's a disgusting thought, isn't it? No, it'd be fine, I think. <laughs> Greg Start Clarkson, your day. SRN News White House correspondent. Thank you, Greg. Always good. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. Speaking of zero, right now get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarrestpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarrestpittsburgh.com. Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? My name is Ron Legrand, and over the past 40 years, I've bought over 3,000 houses without using my money or credit and taught thousands to do the same. Today, even in a virtual environment, we buy nice houses and nice neighborhoods using no banks, realtors, contractors, or other costly entanglements, and build huge cash flow and wealth without the hassle of tenants, all without credit and little or no money. You don't need a license or experience, and I'll show you exactly how it's done. Text RON to 99799, and I'll send you my free training. I promise I'll change the way you think about real estate and open the door to a new lifestyle that doesn't involve risk or rehabs and can quickly replace your current income. Text RON to 99799, and let me show you how to take your life back and build cash flow and wealth from your home. That's Ron to 99799. Again, text Ron to 99799. Hi, this is Bob Lapine. I hope you're benefiting from listening to Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Our daily program comes to you by way of your fellow listeners, listeners called Truth Partners. It's their monthly giving that cares for the cost of distributing Alistair's teaching to local stations like this one. So today, will you pass their generosity forward? Will you become a truth partner and help bring the gospel to others? Sign up at truthforlife.org slash truthpartner. One cup at a time. Firebirds Woodfire Grill fights back against childhood cancer. Join Firebirds Woodfire Grill during Lemonade Days, June 10th through 12th, and all June long as there are several ways to donate to Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation, whether ordering online or dining in. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Considerable clouds expected for tonight with occasional rain and a thunderstorm towards dawn. We'll see a nighttime low of 63. Periods of rain and a thunderstorm tomorrow. Tomorrow's high, 72. Tomorrow night, an evening thunderstorm, otherwise mostly cloudy skies with a low of 60. Wednesday will be partly sunny. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 77. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Just talking to Greg Clugson from the White House about his eating habits. Here's the deal. Which is something that he probably doesn't expect when he does it. Well, 
I mean, he agreed to come with us, so it's everything's fair game. After all these years, he knows. Yeah, he does. To expect the unexpected. So you brought up five food tips to help you age well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Small changes in well, your eating Well, this is according habits. to the New York Times. Right. I asked Greg for his own. He wasn't particularly forthcoming, but... No, he's kind of shy about it. Um, small changes, they say, can uh, help lower your risk from many diseases. Here are five tips. Avoid processed meat. Slim Jim's. Exactly, John. Mm -hmm. A number of studies have found associations between eating a lot of processed meats and poor health. A Harvard review found that eating one serving a day of processed meats like bacon, sausage, and deli meats was associated with a 42% higher risk of heart disease. Okay. Uh huh. That's a shame. It is a shame. I love hoagies for you. You got a hoagie. No hoagie. Do you like a hoagie? No. What? Mm-mm. You don't like a hoagie? Mm-mm. What country are you born? You know in? what? I gotta be honest. Huh. It's I don't really like cured meats like oh, that a whole you don't. lot. You don't I mean, like, I, yeah, mm. I don't really like it a whole lot. And it's a lot of bread. I'd much rather have a pizza. Much rather have a pizza than a hoagie. I don't have a hoagie that often, but you know, when you get a good one, mm-hmm. how about the Triangle? You go to the Triangle, Swissville. That's a good. Hoagie. Oh well, I've, I haven't thought of that place mm-hmm. in a long time. Christy, hoagie, yes or no? Uh, like a buffalo chicken hoagie. Oh, yes. I'll be happy. I've never, have oh. I've never had a buffalo chicken hoagie. Where'd but, you get that? Uh, just like at a pizza place. Okay. I mean, I, buffalo chicken pizza. Sounds pretty good. Bring it. Also good. Buffalo chicken hoagie. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Avoid processed meat. Eat blue. They say and other colors. While you shouldn't plan your health around anyone's superfood, there's a lot to be said for eating blueberries. One study found that eating the equivalent of a cup of blueberries a day lowered your blood pressure. Most of us can't eat a daily cup of blueberries, but the lesson is to add darkly colored fruits and vegetables. Blueberries, cherries, spinach, kale to your diet. They are loaded with nutrients. Skip packaged foods, of course. Well, right? Of course, so like Kraft mac and cheese is no good. Yeah. Or Lunchables. <laughs> Who doesn't love a Lunchable? I know. Those are so good. I mean, of seriously. Course. Okay, so no Lunchables. So apparently Lunchables out. No, skip packaged foods. Um, try to live by the one ingredient rule. If a packaged food contains only one ingredient, ground turkey, for instance, is probably a reasonable choice. Well, what kind of, it wouldn't be packaged food if it only had one ingredient. Ground turkey. Might be then the you only could just buy ground turkey. You'd just be buying ground turkey right. then. What about supplements? Study after study founds uh, to debunk the benefit of taking supplements. The best advice, save the money that you would spend on them and invest in a new pair of walking shoes, a gym membership, or a delicious, healthy meal with your family and other loved ones. All those are likely to do more for you than the emotional and physical health than a supplement most likely will not provide. Well, boom. Boom. I have, Get rid of those. I have, I have to admit that, that that did come down hard. How about the fish oil? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't take fish oil anymore. Why? Because it ran out and then I didn't want to replace it and then I was starting to doubt its efficacy. Were you feeling better after you... No, I just didn't feel any different at all. Of course you don't because it's a scam. Not all of them. Oh, I take magnesium when mm-hmm. I have headaches and I feel a lot better. But the they're like this big. Oh, they're the pills gigantic, are. yeah. Well, you get bad headaches. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Take you swallow that? I not without milk. Yeah, oh, that's rough. <laughs> it's so rough. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm into now? Mm. I'm into gummy vitamins. Be- here's, I just listen. read. Listen, I just read about them because I'm into them too, and what? they're not as good. I was I spent mean, a whole bunch of money on them, and then I read really? they're not good. I'm so you sorry. You mean they're worse than vitamins, which are no good for you? Well, they have like sugar, and your body doesn't mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. absorb them. 
What? That's what it said. Just saying. I spent like $60 on them. Oh, my goodness gracious. Right, Broke fine. girl. Huh? Bad, bad financial Now, all of advice. a sudden, we have to like tell John, yeah, you were right. Thank you. Well, and and I'm right about provision. Slim Jim vitamins as well. <laughs> if you can do a vitamin, it might as well be a Slim Jim. <laughs> WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram. Everyone who loves Jesus is overwhelmed with gratitude, a sense of deep indebtedness for the salvation that we have in Christ. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Cram. PowerPoint tonight at 930 on 101.5 WORD. How much do you have saved for retirement? Now, cut that number in half. That's the impact inflation could have on your retirement. Have you thought about that and how it will affect your retirement plans? If not, you should. Recently, inflation's been over 5%, but even at the historical average of 3%, the value of your savings could be cut in half in 20 years. So what can you do? Start by getting a free booklet from Kurt Kanodik at Accurate Solutions Group. It will help you understand how inflation could impact you and show you simple ways to prepare for it. To get your copy of this free booklet from Kurt Kanodik and the Accurate Solutions Group team, call or text INFLATION to 412-515-3555. That's inflation to 412-515-3555. Inflation, you can't stop it, but you may be able to minimize its impact on your retirement. Call or text inflation to 412-515-3555. Firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services are offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. The word around town is that Pittsburgh homeowners are choosing doing it right when it comes to their roofing, siding, and remodeling projects. That's because since 1984, doing it right roofing, siding, remodeling continues to set the bar through clear communication and an installation that's second to none. Doing it right employs only the most experienced professionals to install and oversee your project. They'll stop at nothing to ensure your satisfaction, doing business honestly, taking no money down and no payment until the job is complete. Doing it right will ensure that all work is installed to the industry's highest standards, then back it all up with their lifetime workmanship warranty. As a prestigious multi-award winning Owens Corning Platinum Contractor, as well as a VSI certified installation contractor, you can't go wrong with doing it right. Mention John and Kathy for a discount off your estimate. Call 724-NEW-ROOF for a free project evaluation or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. I truly have never worked in a place that I've loved so much. Kara Bell, principal at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon. The feeling is so warm and open when you walk in. They're very passionate about teaching, passionate about the school, and they love the children. Everybody's willing to step up and help one another. There's just so much love there and compassion for each other. And it's just a nice, warm place to be. Imagine, believe, achieve. Jubilee Christian School, K-7th through grade. Now enrolling for the fall at jubileecs.org. A vehicle is stolen once every 40 seconds in the United States. The cost adds up to over $6 billion a year. But there are steps you can take to help put the brakes on vehicle theft. Roll up the windows completely. Don't leave valuables in the car. Take the keys or the fob with you. Lock the doors. If you have information on vehicle theft, contact the NICB. Reach us at 1-800-TEL-NICB or visit www.nicb.org. A public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau.
been a lot of talk lately since the massacre in the uh, schoolroom about releasing photographs of children who were murdered by guns. And say what you will, there's a lot to be said about it, of course. It would be a horrific thing to see. But by seeing the brutality of a child, the flesh just blown away. I mean, you can't, I can't imagine what that's like. But to see that, would that change hearts and minds enough to do something towards gun legislation? It seems like it's the same question that you ask about the photographs of aborted fetuses, right? Mm-hmm. The the Operation Rescue Crowd, and I'm gonna I'm gonna label them that because I don't I can't come up with another uh, appropriate title. Well, we know, but we know what we're talking about. You've seen the images. People are you know standing up in front of wherever whatever abortion clinic you talk about. They're holding placards and they have photographs of aborted fetuses. Now here's the thing. Those are horrible photographs, but they're actual photographs. And so I can see why people think it's okay to show them because they're it's the real thing, right? It's not like it's a doctored. You don't have to doctor um, photographs of an aborted fetus. It, it's a horror show. So you can just show the real thing and have it be persuasive. This is the same thing. But as someone who has walked by someone who knows people who have protested in that way in front of abortion clinics, I don't think it's persuasive. I think it's doing the opposite. I think it's just it's turning people. It's repelling people. It's repelling people more than it's drawing mm-hmm. them into the issue. Um, but it's still tre- I can still see both sides of it. When I think about kids who are gunned down in a school, um, would it change the perspective? I don't know if it would change what people think or not. However, um, Kim Fook, the napalm girl, whose image was plastered across every Western news source in the Vietnam War. 50 years ago this week. 50 years ago this week. That image changed the course of America's involvement in that war. In many ways, yeah. I'd agree with that. Have we become too dulled to yes. images now yes. where that wouldn't happen mm-hmm. this time? I agree. I, I think that's the case. Like you, I remember walking by an abortion clinic back in the 70s and seeing those confronted by the, the fetal images for the first time. And I mean, it was shocking. It was horrific. Uh, the images are indelible in your mind. It's almost like pornography. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to, you know, you know what I'm saying. You're not trying to equate the two, but you're trying to talk about the shock value? Yes. Mm -hmm. The rawness of it. You you cannot unsee that, is what I'm saying. Did it make a difference, those images, in stopping abortion? I don't think it did. I don't think it did. No, it did not. I I believe it did not. I think your your mind's made up. Now, uh, I, I could see why the call to show those images is out there as a cold slap in the face. I would wonder this, your child's been murdered, now I want the world to see that? What parent's going to do right, that? Right, what parent would ever want? Remember when Emmett Till was killed? 
I don't remember, but I know exactly where you're going yeah, with this. Right. right? So Emmett, Emmett Till was lynched. Mm-hmm. His mother famously said, we need the world to see. We're going to have an open casket. My baby. We're going to have an open casket because people need to see what happened to my son. I believe that changed the tone of things to some small degree. I don't think we're going to see a sea no, change here. I don't right. think there's going to be no, any we, one no, thing. America had to wait 40 years for the perpetrators to come to justice. Right. So it wasn't like that was Mm-mm. something that changed people's minds overnight. But I have always appreciated her. I mean, you want the truth to be known. So I get that. I just, I think that the problem is all of us and all the images that we've seen. Too many. It's too many. It's just the, the internet has dulled us to whatever it is. So will anything change? Will there be anything that people will go, okay, uh, you know, you, you came in at the top of the show and you were citing a CBS poll mm-hmm. saying, uh, you know, majority of Americans say, you know, th- this. 81% of people polled by CBS are in favor of universal background checks. 72% are in favor of federal red flag laws. And 62% are in favor of a nationwide ban on, ban on AR-15s. Do you and think others, any of those have any... Well, a possibility of, of so the, the reason that I used that story in the top four at four is I was really persuaded by the numbers and for how high they are. It is shocking to me that it's as difficult a um, decision legislatively. I mean, a lot. we understand that there's a division between de- Democrats and Republicans on this issue. But if you're talking about a number of 81 percent, there's a lot of Republicans in that number. Sure. So there are a lot of Republicans whose senators are not voting or at least not they haven't voted yet, but are not talking in a way that would please their constituents. Mm-hmm. So it's not like 81 percent is all Democrats. That's not the case. You know, there's there's Republicans mixed in there in each one of those background checks, federal red flag laws, and a nationwide ban on semi-automatic rifles. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it, you know, you look at how people are raised in this country. And I think, you know, there's a lot of division. But I think one of the bigger divisions in this country is people who were raised around guns. Your family is a hunting family. Or you you're you're in a situation where your family needs to be protected. Maybe you live, you know, removed from a lot of other people around you. You, you, it's not a situation where you can call police if something happens. You need to take matters into your own hands, right? And, and you need to be responsible for that on a daily basis. That people who grow up around guns, and I think for another majority of people, people have no connection to guns, right? Have never held a gun, never shot a gun, have no interest in that. What does that look like in this country? David French is back with us. David's a regular guest on our show. He wrote a piece yesterday, uh, something he calls French Press. It's a Sunday feature of his writing, Against Gun Idolatry. David is the senior editor at The Dispatch and with us now. David, welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, our pleasure, David, always. David, not only are you writing for The Dispatch in your French press segment, but also you write for The Atlantic. And four years ago, 2018, doesn't seem like it was that many years ago, but all I know. so much has happened and so much has changed since then. Um, so talk about the first essay you wrote on guns and what prompted you to write it. Yeah. So I was asked by The Atlantic uh, to write about gun culture from a conservative perspective. What is it that's appealing to people? And so I, I, kind of, I got personal in the essay and I described some threats that my family had experienced. And 
specifically someone who came to our house demanding to see me, uh, blocking our driveway, demanding to see me, came to our kid's school, drove around the parking lot of our kid's school, very spooky experience. And so it prompted my wife to get more serious about self-defense. So I walked through that process, what it was like for her to go to the gun store to pick out a gun, to take gun uh, classes, to get a carry permit, to take self-defense classes. And I talked about how the gun rights movement and the gun American gun culture at its best is actually quite empowering, quite empathetic and centered around self-defense and self-defense. You know, the concept of self-defense is one that places a high value on human life um, that says life should be preserved, but in a, in an emergency, it is innocent life that should take priority. And, and I, so I wrote about that in 2018 and, And then I was reflecting about it, as we've seen a lot of the debates over these last several weeks, about how things have changed in the gun culture, the world of the American gun culture, even since 2018. And that what has become more prominent is not so much the argument about self-defense, but sort of a fringe movement that was guns as an act of defiance, Mm -hmm. glorying in the guns that I own, uh, using language that's quite sacred to describe guns or gun rights. Um, use The use of guns for intimidation purposes, all of that is really magnified in the last four years. And I try to show the difference between gun rights, uh, protecting gun rights as, an, as centered around self-defense versus the view of gun rights as an act of defiance, an act of defiance, which can also be intimidating and menacing to other Americans. Mm-hmm. And so where we are now here in America, right? I mean, there is a really sharp divide from people like you say, the gun community. It's interesting that you said in some ways empathetic, which you don't normally yeah. sort of hear that. But there is a very powerful empathy within that because it is about protection of family and those you love. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you're talking about somebody who is afraid for their life or their kids' lives because of an angry ex-boyfriend, someone who has had threats at work, or somebody like our family who were somewhat in the public eye and we've experienced threats as a result of that, and you know the police can't protect you, and you know that you don't have the resources to hire security, um, you know, to walk around town with a security guard, Learning how that being able to obtain means of self-defense and learning how to defend yourself can be incredibly empowering. And you'll often meet other people who are in the same boat as you. Right. And, you know, and that's what I talk about when I talk about empathy is you interact with and Nancy interacted, my wife interacted with people who'd also face threats in their lives and were taking their putting, you know, them making themselves primarily responsible for their own security, which is empowering. But again, it is not menacing. It is not intimidating. Mm-hmm. It is not, um, you know, posing with your gun collection for your Christmas card. It is not, uh, you know, it is, it is, it, it's not designed to, you know, like the open carry protesters at the Michigan State House right. go to your lawmakers armed to the teeth or outside of their homes armed to the teeth. That there is something very different between owning a gun and centering your your rights your gun rights around self-defense and centering them around defiance and intimidation right 
David, until I went to college, I didn't live a day of my life without multiple guns in my house. Um, right. My dad was a gun owner, and I remember as I was growing up, he would periodically show me where the guns were, and then he would show where the ammunition was, which was, of course, in a different place. And he would go to extreme pains to explain how powerful of a weapon it is, how careful you have to be, and what it's for. So I grew up actually being afraid of guns, not afraid like it was keeping me up at night. I don't respect them. I respected them, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, And he basically, we didn't live in a place that was particularly dangerous, really not dangerous at all. It was more for sport, but it was something that I was used to seeing. It was something that I knew about. Um, What we're seeing now, what I see on Twitter, it is a completely different thing. And the fear I feel now, and I'm being honest about it, the fear I feel now is nothing like me being afraid as a kid. Me being afraid as a kid, like you said, has to do with respect. Now, I I look at what I see and I think this has gone off the deep end. Yes. I mean, you're talking about things like people having a tactical lifestyle, uh, purchasing gear for the quote-unquote daily gunfight. What daily gunfight? You're talking about people in having a black gun lifestyle, sort of, in other words, a military weapon style, lifestyle. Um you're, you know, a military style weapon lifestyle. It's, it's extreme. It's something different in kind from the idea that says, you know, we live in a fallen world. And while we value the right to defend ourselves, it's regrettable. It's regrettable. This instrument that I have, this pistol, this rifle that I have for self-defense, it is regrettable that I feel that I must own this to defend my, my life and the lives of my family versus I am glorying this in this as an as a act of my masculinity. You know, one of the the advertisements of the guns used in the Sandy Hook shooting, for example, was it said man card reissued. Mm-hmm. A rifle doesn't make you a man. Right. It doesn't make you a man. Or the putting pro life and pro gun and pro God all in the same sentence. Pretty you're you're elevating an instrument that exists because of the fall. <laughs> into something that is worth celebrating in and of itself. And that's what I'm talking about when I talk about sort of a gun idolatry or a gun Mm -hmm. fetish. David, we apologize. We got to get out. Uh, We're up against the clock. But always, it's a great pleasure to have you with us. The idea of gun idolatry or gun fetish is something that's in America. And we thank you for bringing that up. So my sister and I, that's me, are into dominoes. There's this fancy domino TV show, and we are destined to be on that show. Uncle Ryan, though, that's me, has a hand that's that shoots like a jackhammer. Okay. The dude can't get 10 dominoes before his dreams come toppling down. Luckily, there was one positive that came from my domino disaster. I'm about to use it as an analogy in our mortgage commercial. Buying a home right now can be hard. Bidding wars, lack of inventory, rates going up and down. It's easy to have your new home dreams toppled. At United Faith Mortgage, we can't easy fix those hurdles, but we are good at making the mortgage part awesome. We pay $1,000 of your closing costs on new home purchases, and we're an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. Our company uses its own money, and there's no middleman, which often allows us to get you a better rate, saving monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. 
United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Before I came to RPTS, I was a church planter and pastor for 22 years. And I found a lot of confusion about what really constitutes a church. Dr. Barry York, president of RPTS. We want, first and foremost, our ministers to know what a church is and what the church really needs. So how to develop the preaching ministry, why we practice the sacraments, how to properly care for God's people, and that you exercise proper oversight of them. The church needs servants like you. Are you ready? Visit rpts.edu. Five o'clock hour. Stay with us for Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's the ride home on 101.5 Word FM, WORD. WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Play the word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Joint Chief of Staff Chairman General Mark Milley says Ukraine is in a tough situation, but the U.S. will keep up military support. Right now, there's a very, very significant battle going on in the Donbass. But uh, Kyiv was uh, protected and successfully defended against. Uh, The Russians had to shift their forces to the south in the Donbass. And we'll see how this plays out. But I I think that the United States uh, and the allied countries are providing a significant amount of support to Ukraine. And that will continue. Milley spoke in the American cemetery of Colville-Sumer, overlooking Omaha Beach, as he commemorated the 78th anniversary of D-Day. On Wall Street, it's been up and down. The Dow currently is off eight points, but the NASDAQ is ahead 28. This is SRN News. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. Select Quote. We shop, you save. 
Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Addiction is a disease that does not discriminate. At Recovery Centers of America, we see its impact on people from all walks of life. Every day, a mom or dad drinking too much every night, an athlete hiding a pill addiction, a healthcare professional or first responder dealing with work-related trauma through substance use, a young adult who started the party in college and hasn't been able to stop. In the past year, over 100,000 people in the U.S. died from overdoses, including many from our our local community. If you're hearing this and you think you're different, that you have a habit and not an addiction, I want you to hear this message and challenge your relationship with alcohol and drugs. If you are struggling, there is a solution. We can help you today. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. At Recovery Centers of America, we will answer your call 24-7. Many of us personally understand your pain and we will work with you to determine the best treatment option that fits your needs. In our care, our medical and clinical experts will help you achieve recovery. Don't wait to get help. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. Drop your phones, grab your friends, and celebrate summer at Seneca Hills. For 86 years, Seneca Hills Bible Camp and Retreat Center is where families and churches have come to disconnect from daily distractions, to build friendships, grow in faith, and have tons of fun amid 250 acres of God's stunning creation. See all that Seneca Hills has to offer at SenecaHills.org. Camp sessions begin June 19th. Reserve now at SenecaHills.org. If a super flexible schedule, great benefits, paid time off, and a signing bonus sound good, consider NAMS Transportation. NAMS has provided safe transportation to Northern Allegheny County and Pittsburgh seniors for over 40 years. Van drivers start at $17 an hour, sedan drivers at $14 an hour, plus a $2,000 signing bonus for part-time drivers and a $4,000 signing bonus for full-time. Must be 25 or older, no CDL required. Call 412-406-8611 today. Considerable clouds expected for tonight with occasional rain and a thunderstorm towards dawn. We'll see a nighttime low of 63. Periods of rain and a thunderstorm tomorrow. Tomorrow's high, 72. Tomorrow night, an evening thunderstorm, otherwise mostly cloudy skies with a low of 60. Wednesday will be partly sunny. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 77. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Joy and sadness in acute doses poured out today on the beaches of Normandy, France, as several dozen D-Day veterans, all now in their 90s, set foot on the sands that claimed so many of their colleagues. They are thankful for the gratitude and friendliness of the French toward them, on June 6th, 1944, 78 years. But the sadness, though, comes as they think of the fallen comrades of another battle now being raged, a war in Europe for the first time in a long time, maybe 78 years. As the bright sun rose Monday over the wide band of sand at Omaha Beach, Charles Shea expressed the thoughts for his comrades who died on that beach 78 years ago. He says, I've never forgotten them, and I know in some way that their families are connected with us as well. The 98-year-old Native American from Indian Island, Maine, took part in a ceremony near the beach in St. Laurent. 
He now lives in Normandy. He was a 19-year-old U.S. Army medic when he landed on Omaha Beach on June 6th of 1944. He said he was especially sad to see war in Europe once again. Ukraine is a sad situation. My message to the younger generation is to be ever vigilant. Of course, I'd have to say that they will be protect the people's freedom that they have now. You will never forget being in the battle and the atrocities that you witnessed. Where are you reading from, John? I'm sorry. I'm reading from ABC News. First of all, I can't imagine what it was like to be there at all that day. I can't even imagine that being a medic. No. Trying to make some kind of holy sense out of that. I mean, the first, the only thing that comes close to that is the first 35 minutes of Saving Private Mm -hmm. Ryan. If you've never seen that, Mm -hmm. you need to watch that. I mean, the the bravery of Mm -hmm. those men. I mean. (laughs) And kids. Boys. Think about what you were like when you were 19. Oh, my gosh. Christy, when you were 19. I mean, to be I mean, in one of those things? I, like, I can't tell you how infantile I was at the age of 19. Right. Me. And to think that the like the weight of the free world was upon the shoulders of people that age, mm-hmm. it's shocking. The United States and their allies, 170,000 guys coming on that beach. Christy, what things were consuming you when you were 19? Um... I don't even know. I mean, like, you're just, like, so fresh out of high school and going into college. Mm-hmm. Just farting around. Yeah. Right. John, what was consuming you at 19? Uh, uh, I was doing a show. Okay. <laughs> I was very concerned about my boyfriend. Oh, you know yeah, that. of course, right, yeah. Very concerned. I'm sure a lot of these guys were consumed about their girlfriends as well, right? Yeah. I mean, you find yourself... They're still 19. Right. At the behest of history. And, you know, your body was used as fodder to stop Hitler and the advance of the Japanese and all that. I mean, God bless those people, those guys. I mean, holy smokes. I would love to go to Normandy. Yeah, me too. And oh, I, I would love to do I, that. I mean, I, you know these guys are in their 90s, and soon there will not be a World War II veteran alive yeah. who can recount that. Right. We do, and then, you know, all this whole story, this AB News story, what's happening in Ukraine is just repeating itself in some way. And all those men and women now who are fighting, God bless them all because their homelands have been destroyed, their families decimated, millions of people on the move because of that, all the refugees. And just like the situation of the Western world before World War One, thinking that, you know, we had evolved beyond warfare. That we were war to end all wars. Yeah, well, but it was even before the war to end all wars. It was, you know, we we have achieved a certain level of intellectual prominence. We are studied. Mm. We are enlightened. We are you know better educated. Now. And now we don't need war. I mean, war was for people who were, you know, uneducated. You know, medieval people who lived on feudal mm. land and had to do it. it's not for not for the modern world would that be so and look what happened we had yeah. world war one world war two but i felt that way when the ukraine the war in ukraine w- broke out like i thought to myself i thought we were beyond this mm-hmm. you're yeah. never beyond it yeah. you are never Mm-mm. beyond it Mm-mm. and what will happen when wars become even more automatic than they are now i mean now we're you know killing people by drones so the battlefield will be Here's the thing. So we distant. yes, there yes, there we are killing people by drones. But the news stories that I read today, there is a lot of hand-to-hand combat going on in Ukraine mm-hmm. right now. In the streets. Yep, there is. Right. And 
you think, how long has hand-to-hand combat been going on? Uh, what, 5,000 years? Yeah, as long as people have walked right. this earth, right? You know, I mean, Adam and, Adam and Eve, I mean, <laughs> from that moment forward, probably, yep. as long as people are people, right? Heaven help us. Coming up on today's program, especially here in the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to talk about summer reading. Byron Borger from Hearts and Minds Bookstore is going to complete your summer reading list. We'll go to him next. If you missed any portion of today's program, just check out our podcast wherever you get your podcast, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Also, later in the hour, does this make sense? 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Life is like a voyage. Sometimes the sea is calm, but sometimes the sky darkens. Sometimes we find ourselves in the midst of a terrible storm. We're going to look and see what we can do, learn how to ride out the storm. Hear Adrian Rogers' series, How to Weather the Storms of Life, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Oh, my papa, to me you are so wonderful. Oh, my papa, to me you are so good. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse. I'm a little biased, but I think we five minor kids got the best dad around. Let's celebrate those special men in our lives with a Springhouse Father's Day steak fry and chicken barbecue. My brother Sam and his boys will crank up the barbecue pit outside and grill the chicken quarters and the New York strip steaks with our special Father's Day marinade. Come hungry for all the fixins to go with your steak or chicken hot off the pit. Top off the meal with a brownie or blondie, something to suit every dad's taste, or any of our other sweet creations. Of course, every dad is treated to a Springhouse ice cream cone, and we'll have live music all day, too. Visit the calves out in the play area and plan to have a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339, or springhousemarket.com. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. The credit card debt happened when my daughter was born. I was using one credit card account to roll over into another credit card account, and it was snowballing. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. When I first called Trinity, the representative understood the need based on the situation. They were great people to work with. From the first phone call that I made, they had me on a track to mitigate the credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. I love seeing the transformation of a smile. There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock. Voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in Northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. You don't have to do full mouth rehabilitation to really transform a patient's life for a patient to be able to smile confidently and be happy with their own smile. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Read anything? We're completing a, uh, I don't know, four or five month project at our house. And it is really disturbing to me how little I have been reading. 
because there just always seems like something major I have to be doing. Right. But just yesterday, funny you should bring this up, and funny we're going to be talking to our friend Byron in a minute. Just yesterday, I thought, you know what? I think things are kind of settling settled down. enough that I think I'm going to pull out a book. Good. And I did, and I read at least three pages before hey. I fell asleep. Okay, good. You, then you're like me. I, I can be an awful slow reader. Because I'll read three pages and go, right. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> so I've tired. had it. Oh, yeah. Grief. Well, it is summer soon. You know, it it's feels the, like This summer. is the season for reading yeah. to me. Wouldn't it be nice to go to the beach and spend six months? <laughs> is that an invitation for <laughs> no, Christy and I? I'm saying it would be very nice. And sit there to read your heart's content. Byron Borger is with us along with his wife, Beth. They are owners of Hearts and Minds Bookstore in Dallastown, PA. Highly recommended. Byron, friend, welcome back. Well, hi. I could use six months at the beach, man. That would be nice. <laughs> Whatever. I think everybody could use six months at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> I could use six days, for crying out loud. Yeah. I, I don't have any time to read. I'm always uh, skimming these other books to tell people about it on our newsletter. And then I want to read stuff I want to read, and I'm too tired. I fall asleep just like you. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay, so you're skimming then, which is totally different than doing a deep dive, but you've got to do what you got to do because people need to know what to read, yeah? That's right. Sometimes, I mean, I read for a living, and so sometimes i got to skim stuff. I read the back covers. I get it. I look at the table of contents. I look at the footnotes. You know, and I can tell somebody about it and see whether it's good or not or worthwhile or not or what kind of person it's useful for. And I do that all day, and I do that with dozens of things. And then I get hooked, and I want to read them more. And then I set them over by my bed and don't always get to them because new ones come the next day. I mean, it's both a benefit and a struggle of owning your own bookstore. You know, it's like the kid in a candy shop. I can imagine, Byron. Okay, but we brought you here because as summer gets underway, we know people are very hungry, and you've got your pulse on good literature out there, whether it's fiction, nonfiction. So can we go through um, uh, sort of a few things that you were thinking about that are top of mind that we should read this summer? Well, I can't wait to tell you, and I'll start with a few that are books about books. Then maybe I'll tell you about some novels and then some other favorites of mine, but let's start here. There's a book for parents, although I think anybody could enjoy it, really, that loves children. If you don't love children, then you you got deeper problems than this. But if you know any children and you love children, there is a new book called Wild Things and Castles in the the Sky, Hmm. a guide to choosing the best books for children, it's edited by Leslie Bustard from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Her daughter, Carrie Bustard, oh, yeah. who teaches in New York, and a woman named Thea Rosenberg. And these three women started out uh, through blogging and some online writing that they do and to educational work that they do as teachers. They started corresponding with others and saying, tell me about a story when you read to a child or you gave a book to a kid. And tell me about that, why you did it, what did you choose, what worked? And they started getting so many essays from people that they had about triple the size of the book. It's, it's not immense, but it was going to just be a slim little thing to sort of inspire parents to read the kids. It is amazing. And they have chapters by dads, by moms, by a parent reading to a handicapped child, uh, through grief, through joy, funny books. And then most people sort of give you lists. 
and their specialty is, you know, I don't know, like fiction for kids or fantasy books for kids or poetry books for kids or like old classic picture books for kids. What are really the best, Dr. Seuss or whatever? And so every chapter is both sort of an inspiring story and a list of that author's favorite books. It is spectacular. There's a nice little foreword by Lucy Shaw, the poet. Uh, and so it's more than just lists. There are essays to inspire you and guide you, and there's something there for everybody. It's published wow. by Square Halo Press, and I am thrilled. Wow, it sounds really wonderful. So when you say kids, it runs the gamut from little kids all the way up to teens. Oh, absolutely. Read aloud books for older kids. Yep, absolutely. Um, for discerning parents that both want quality, but also it's written out of a Christian sort of framework or orientation, so there's a bit of discernment about what's appropriate and good and healthy. Uh, it's not strict. Uh, it's wise about good education and just a delight. Uh, you guys would love it, I'm, I'm sure. Wow, sounds invaluable. Because I think, you know, one of the reasons we love you, Byron, is because you're doing the work ahead of us. And so many people are going to go, I'd love to have something for my kids, but I'm not sure what's out there. And, you know, young adult things have gotten kind of weird lately. So yeah, it's good to yeah. have a sort of like, you know, a shortcut. Yeah, and this and this book is it really is worth uh, worth having. It's a it's a gem. It's done the work for us. But it's more than just lists. There are books like that out there, and I find them almost like almost overwhelming. Just these lists, like I don't care. But they tell you why these books are good, which ones are good. They tell you a story about it. It's fun. Excellent. Hey, we should say that as Byron talks about books and gives his recommendations, Kath is working diligently, and she will post these recommendations on our uh, Facebook page, The Ride Home on Facebook. So if you miss something, you can go there, and Kath is going to fill in the blanks. Okay, Byron, that's a great uh, way to start with the recommendations. Uh, Take us someplace else. You know, um, another book about kind of why we read and how we read, but this also includes movies and and, uh, film and, and stories. It is a book called Imagining Our Neighbors as Ourselves. Mm. The subtitle is How Art Shapes Empathy. It's written by a friend of ours named Mary McCampbell. Uh, Mary is from the Deep South. Her family knew Elvis, for crying out loud. What? So she loves pop culture, but, but also she's a literature professor. And she is convinced that reading well changes our hearts in terms of empathy. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a pretty documented theme. And she shows why Christians, who are supposed to love our neighbors as ourselves, can imagine how to do that when we immerse ourselves in stories. So she's got classic novels. She's got contemporary novels. She's got shows like, I don't know, Better Call Saul. I mean, amazing really? dramas on television and and uh, and and pop music too, like Sufjan Stevens or whatever. So oh. she guides us through how narrative, how stories, and particularly books, can imagine uh, ourselves as being better neighbors to our to our neighbors. So it's a uh, the first chapter is a, a Bible study on the Good Samaritan story about you know who is my neighbor, and then it goes on and shows how these stories can can do this for us. Another book I want to say just on the heel to that, by the way, is a person who she interviews. For hey Byron, l- I'm sorry, let me interrupt you. T- give me the title of that book again. Imagining what? Imagining our neighbors as ourselves. Okay, got it. It's on Fortress Press. Okay, hardback. Yep. Now, a book that she mentions that wasn't even out when she wrote her book that just came out uh, this past month is called Reading Black Books. Yeah, we had Claude on the show here. Did you have Claude on the show? Yeah, he's so terrific. Yep. How African-American literature can make our faith more whole and just. He's friends with Mary, and uh, he's a good, what a good guy. He's a pastor of Church Mm -hmm. of the Resurrection. 
Charlotte film. But that's a really good guide. I gave it to a guy when it first came out, um, who you may know, and, and he's a really good reader and an astute uh, Christian leader. And he said, I just didn't know most of these books. Like, I heard of them. And this guide to, like, what they're about and why you should read them and what you're supposed to get out of them, he said, it really set my reading agenda for the summer. That's exactly what he said. Excellent. So this could do that for you, introduce you to novels and writings from James Baldwin to, uh, you know, people that you've heard of but maybe haven't read. Outstanding. Boy, uh, really, out of the gate, three strong recommendations, Byron. Uh, they sort of run the gamut of children's books or essays about the culture and reading black books as well. This is excellent. And, and so you sort of pointed us in, in a big direction here. There's a lot to take in. But if you bought any of the three that you just first talked about, you would go deeper, deeper, deeper into a, a more a thorough conversation, whether it's for kids or for a race or just the culture as a whole. Yep. Fabulous. Okay. And, and since, we're, uh, since we brought up this question of race and children, there is a new book, and I don't know if you've had this woman on the show, but man, you could. Her name is Helen Lee, L-E-E, mm-hmm. Asian-American woman that works for InterVarsity Press, one of my favorite publishing houses yes. out near Chicago. She has a brand new book on Waterbrook, a book that's the publishing house, a book called The Race Wise Family. Oh, yeah. And postures to becoming households of healing and hope. Mm-hmm. Helen loves books, loves literature, works for a publishing house. Her co-author on this is Michelle Amy Reyes, R-E-Y-E-S, Amy Reyes. And so Michelle and Helen put their heads together as moms who have a passion for racial justice concerns, are evangelical Christians, the kind of folks your audience would really trust. And Helen is a gem. She wrote an earlier book called The Missional Mom, which I liked a lot. But this race wise family just came out, and it's a way to help raise children of whatever your ethnicity or background is to be more kind of aware of God's delight in the multicultural colors of our family and, and world and some of the problems we have and why we need healing and hope. So it's a vision for racial engagement. Fabulous. For The book is on my desk right now. The ask has already been made. And Byron, you bring up a good point. I mean, you know, whether it's reading black books or the race wise family, the conversation is so, uh, I think for a lot of people fraught with emotion and fear. So it's good to have a guide to go along and sort of, you know, break down those barriers. Yep, yep. And and these women are fine guides. I trust them a lot. I really do. Excellent. Keep rolling, Byron. Well, here's a couple novels. If we're making the case that reading widely and reading stories can give us more empathy and stuff, here's just a couple we like. Uh, I think we've I've mentioned these two before, but let me just say it. My wife adored these, by the way. There's a novelist named Patty Callahan. She wrote Becoming Mrs. Lewis, which is a novel, a fictionalization of the woman that married C.S. Lewis, what Joy Davidson might have been like. So it's a fictional romance theology story. And man, you really do a lot, learn a lot. And for those of us that know a little bit about C.S. Lewis and his, and his wife, you know, who died early in, in her life, uh, Joy, it's really true. This book is really gets it right. It's historical fiction. So it's theological, it's romantic, it's a story of a woman and her meeting C.S. Lewis, but it's through the eyes of, of Joy Davidman. Now, the next one Patty Callahan wrote is Once Upon a Wardrobe, which is, again, a fictional imagination of how C.S. Lewis came to imagine the story of the wardrobe. Hmm. So I, 
I think anybody that really likes Lewis's sort of nonfiction would love becoming Mrs. Lewis. Anybody that likes his Narnia stories and his children's fantasy stuff, uh, this Once Upon a Wardrobe, it's a gem. Really fun novel. Made up but based on true stuff. I love it. That's really interesting. People are amazing, aren't they? I mean, they'll take something like C.S. Lewis or the Narnia series and, and sort of twist it and turn it and make it their own and show us a whole other dimension of the story. Yep. It's fabulous. Good historical fiction can do that, too. And then you always wonder, is that, is that really true to the author to like <laughs> add that in? And uh, it's fun to see that. Hey, here's another story that is, it'll, it is mind-blowing. It is so good. It is so well-written, designed for young people, young adults. But we sell it more to adults. And again, it is sort of creative nonfiction because it's basically this guy's story. I might have mentioned it here before. Everything sad is untrue. Yeah, I've heard so many good things about this book, Byron. Was it Everything Sad is Untrue? Mm-hmm. Yes. It is by Daniel Nayere, N-A-Y-E-R-I, Daniel Nayere, whose mother was part of the underground church in Iran, hmm. under persecution, had to flee. She fled through Europe and eventually ended up in the United States, and a refugee family took he and his family in, and he ends up being a boy in Oklahoma from Persia. <laughs> and he's in all-white Oklahoma, and they want to know who he, who are you? What's your life like? And, and he starts telling stories almost like a thousand and one nights. That's what wow. Persians do. They tell stories. And he is telling stories to his classmates in this novel that is based on his true story. And so it's interesting. It's a novel, and the title is Everything Sad is Untrue. And then in parentheses, it says A True Story. <laughs> um, so we don't know where to put it. Do you put it under? We always argue about this. So whether it goes under adult fiction or kids fiction, or whether it goes under autobiography, because it really is. Daniel's been to the Jubilee Conference of Pittsburgh. He went to Tim Keller's church in New York. He's a growing, uh, known uh, voice in adult fiction, in a, in a young adult fiction, like teen fiction. This is probably written for middle school kids, but it's won a million prizes. And I think I mentioned it the last time we were together, and I just wanted to see if you picked it up yet. So you really got to get this book. It's Excellent. a gem. Very good. We're talking with Byron Borger from Hearts and Minds Bookstore in Dallastown, PA. Byron's giving us a good list of summer reading. We need to step away for just a minute, but Byron will continue to stay with us. We hope you do as well. And uh, Kath is making a list of all the uh, recommendations that Byron is giving us, posting that as we speak on Facebook, on our Ride Home Facebook page, so you don't lose any information. Be right back. My dad is one of my favorite people of all time. Sometimes my eyes feel rolly when he's giving advice, but I've learned more from dad than anyone, like how saving a few pennies here and there can often be a big deal down the road. One of my favorite dad lessons was, if you're staying at a hotel and you can't see your car from your window, you probably pay too much. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and the mountaintop of my job is when we get to save good people, like Word FM listeners, some life-changing pennies. It's why we're so proud to have our direct lender advantage. Our team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. Our company uses its own money within its own walls, and there's no middleman. For you, this often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money on new home purchases or refinances. If you'd like to chat, you can find me and dad at unitedfaithmortgage.com. We pay $1,000 a year closing costs on new home purchases. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. If you belong to a club, I think it's fair to presuppose that the effort of joining that club 
and then showing up for whatever the activities or events were, that you were in line with the mission statement of the club. Mm. You think? Club, organization, team. Church. Whatever that is. School. Mm-hmm. So if you went to a Christian college, wherever you are in your walk, in some ways you would have to presuppose that the majority, the large majority of people around you were Christians and had some form of a relationship with Jesus. Now, having that said and done, I would think that it would give you a freeing aspect in your life. Is that fair to say? You would feel secure in that, you mean? Yes. Well, I think that's probably true, but I also think that as much as you're looking for that in other people, you would have to be bringing that yourself to the table. Your faith. Your faith. Your relationship. Your relationship. Your boldness. And your willingness to share it with somebody else. Be in communion, have, look for a significant relationship. I believe that happens daily at Grove City College. Look online at gcc.edu, Grove City College. Christ-centered. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Age-related macular degeneration is a leading cause of blindness in people over 55. But with treatment, it can be slowed down, stopped, and in some cases reversed. Make sure you see your grandchildren grow. Protect your vision by requesting information about diagnosing and treating AMD. Call the Foundation Fighting Blindness today at 1-800-BLINDNESS for a free packet on reversing or managing AMD. Or go to the website fightblindness.org where I found so much helpful information. Or again, call 1-800-BLINDNESS today. Considerable clouds expected for tonight with occasional rain and a thunderstorm towards dawn. We'll see a nighttime low of 63. Periods of rain and a thunderstorm tomorrow. Tomorrow's high, 72. Tomorrow night, an evening thunderstorm, otherwise mostly cloudy skies with a low of 60. Wednesday will be partly sunny. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 77. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. We're talking books Summer Reading with Byron Borger from Hearts and Minds Bookstore in Dallastown, PA. I mean, nobody reads like Byron, and he's here to give us a, a list of things that you can read and enjoy this summer. Byron, we, we always want to make sure that you have enough time, so hold forth, please. Okay, we uh, are going to tell you now about a novel that is brand new. It is called The Book of Susan. It is a novel set in Appalachia. It is published by a new imprint called Raven Books. It's actually owned by Paraclete, a nice Christian publishing house up in New England. And this particular book by Melanie Hutzell, hmm. H-U-T-S-E-L-L, is uh, a person who has bipolar disorder. And she, as a Christian, is struggling with this stuff, and she decides to write a novel about it. So it is a novel about a college professor. Uh, Susan Huffman is her name in the story. And uh, I won't tell you much. I just started it myself, but she's been on track for tenure, and she's a woman who's lived by her mind, and now she's starting to sort of say things that don't comport with reality, and people wonder if she's hearing visions and what's going on. And and uh, it is uh, about God's relationship with this woman with this mental disorder who's a brilliant but Appalachian uh, college professor. 
The Book of Susan. It's a novel that is really compulsively readable, a page-turner. Really? If you like a little drama and a little psychological stuff going on, and some grace and redemption through it all. I think it's a good. I think it's a good story. Terrific. Sounds really good. Yeah, the book Another of Susan. Another story that is really good. And, and you know, some of we sometimes think of fun stuff and so forth. But not all novels have to be cheery and goofy. This is a. It's not intense, but it is sort of a serious story. It's called Feathers of Hope by Sharon Garlow Brown. She wrote a whole series of novels. Maybe you had her on the air. A series of novels about spiritual direction. Hmm. And her series is called Sensible Shoes. And every novel is about a group of women that meet on a retreat center, Protestant, Evangelical, Catholic, they're different kinds of women, but they're all on this journey, and they decide to each take up this practice of finding a spiritual director, and they mm. become sort of soul friends, if you will. The last one she did was about a kid that was hurting and mentally disturbed and ends up in a monastery that her aunt's running. And uh, this is sort of a, uh, an ongoing story of that. Feathers of Hope, the story about a girl named Wren uh, and her great aunt Catherine Rhodes is in the story, and they're coping with sorrow and finding hope in the middle of their spiritual lives. So it's a very unique novel in that it, it isn't about just simple conversions in the evangelical sense. It's about this sort of deeper texture of your interior life. So for people that like Henry Nowen and that kind of stuff, yeah. this is sort of a, a novel based on that kind of a world of the inner interior life of spiritual contemplation and how it inner uh, sex and helps people who are hurting. Hmm. Feathers of Hope. It's a brand new novel. Yep. That sounds very interesting. Excellent. All right. Well, speaking of summertime, can I tell you about this one? I think this is, I don't know if I've said this before, it came out about a year ago. One of my favorite evangelical writers, really good wordsmith, is a guy named Mark Buchanan. He wrote a book on Sabbath called The Rest of God that was just tremendous. He has one about seasons of your faith. This one is called God Walk. Two words, God Walk. It is literally about walking. The subtitle is Walking as a Spiritual Practice. Hmm. And some of us are just not able to go do runs, you know, anymore, and we don't go to the gym that much now anymore with COVID and stuff. But getting out and walking, what a blessing that can be, both for your body and your soul and your observation of things. Uh, this is, uh, one reviewer called it, a literary masterpiece written in prose full of energy and light. Um, it really is a fresh book. It's a fun book. It's a clever book. And this guy is... He's sly, but he's a genius. I mean, he really is. He writes kind of whimsically at times, but it is about the spirituality and what he calls moving at the speed of your soul. <laughs> so we need to slow down, and we can learn to do that, in fact, by going on walks. So it's a book about walking. There you go. Wow, Here that's – yeah, I, uh, that looks like it has garnered a lot of very high ratings. Um, that's very interesting. We, we had Mark on the show one time. Yeah. I don't remember what we talked about. I believe it was an article he might have written for CT. But anyway, um, the new uh, book looks really interesting, God Walk, Moving at the Speed of Your Soul. Very nice. Byron Borger's with us. We're talking books, Hearts and Minds Bookstore oh, in Dallastown, PA. Please open Facebook. Go to the Ride Home with John and Kathy. You'll see the uh, graphic we always put up when Byron joins us on the show. And all of the books are listed underneath. Very nice. Go, Brian. What else you got? Well, um, there is a series of books talking about this sort of spirituality stuff by James Bryan Smith. Mm -hmm. The Good and Beautiful God, mm -hmm. The Good and Beautiful Life, The Good and Beautiful Community. And that was always a trilogy. They're reflective, kind of a cross between 
Richard Foster and Dallas Willard. Mm. Not as intellectual as Dallas Willard, but not as mystical as Foster. But it's in that contemplative sort of mood, helping people see the transformation Christ can bring in our inner lives. Well, there's now a fourth one in that series, so it's no longer a trilogy. It's called The Good and Beautiful You. Mm. It is discovering the person that Jesus created you to be. I don't know about you guys, you probably had people in the air like this, but there seems to be a heck of a lot of books coming out these days, like every week, on identity, yep. on who you are, yeah. who you are in Christ, who you were meant to be, yeah. what the Enneagram says you're supposed to be. I mean, like, there's just dozens of these books about self, and it almost worries me a little bit. So then I thought, okay, James Bryan Smith is utterly trustworthy if he's doing a book on kind of the spirituality of the self and the transforming of who the true self really is meant to be. I'm going to trust them. So this book just came out as a beautiful flower in the front. I haven't even opened the cover yet. It's that new, but it's the fourth in that good and beautiful series, and they're all really nice. you got to slow down to read in this contemplative sort of exercises in them. So I think it would be nice to read through in the summer when you're sitting out and the deck or something and just calm and do these reflections that he offers and read a little bit about finding who you were really meant to be. Outstanding. Looks good. Very nice. Byron, we got time for two more books. Choose wisely. Oh, man, oh, man, drumroll. I wanted to tell you about The Discerning Life by Stephen Matcha, but I don't have time for that, or Ann Boskamp's Waymaker, which is beautifully written. I think if I only have time for two, I'm going to say this, The Life We're Looking For by our friend Andy Crouch. Oh, okay. Relationship in a technological world. Mm -hmm. It is is ruminations, reflections, eloquent and insightful. He's really a smart guy. Yes on technology and social media. He's done some simple books about the kind of tech-wise life, and this is sort of pushing back the deeper stuff that framed what he has written before about technology. This book made me weep. There's some stories in it that are spectacular, really? and there's some really good insights. The Life We're Looking For by Andy Crouch about relationships instead of just technology. Excellent. And then I'll tell just to shout out one last one. I'll call it, I just wrote about this in our book notes blog. It's called The Gift of Disillusionment mm. <laughs> by Peter Greer and Chris Horst, both friends of ours. Um, They work for Hope International, which is microfinancing around the globe. And they interviewed a lot of their co-workers and people they heard about from all over the world who had been idealistic, who had been starters of nonprofits, who Mm. had done good work. And then the idealism didn't last and disillusionment set in. And what do you do when you begin to hit that wall and being growing cynical and tired and weary? And they uh, developed Ways to find hope for leaders, particularly, but I think for anyone. The subtitle is Enduring Hope for Leaders After Idealism Fades. Wow. Sounds fabulous. Well, that sounds really good. Lots of great stories, lots of good hard stuff, and lots of good signs of hope of what we can do to kind of get through the disillusionment and find godly hope. Excellent. Byron Borger from Hearts and Minds Bookstore, Dallas Town, PA. Byron, before you leave us, take a minute and talk about Hearts and Minds. About uh, almost 39, going on 40 years ago, we left Pittsburgh and started a bookstore in south-central Pennsylvania, and we have a website called heartsandmindsbooks.com. All of our inventory isn't listed because we're just an old-fashioned mom-and-pop bricks-and-mortar store. There aren't many of those around anymore, Mm -hmm. but we're a real bookstore, but we do Book Notes, which is a newsletter where I review all kind of books, left, right, and center, all kind of things that we think thoughtful Christians should care about. So we used to work for the CCO out in Pittsburgh, and now we're out here as booksellers, just below York, PA, and we love you guys. 
at Word FM. Fabulous. Love you right back. We love you back. I mean, Thank the resources you, you provide, the book notes, heartsandmindsbooks.com. Yeah? Very nice. Byron Borger, Hearts and Minds Books, highly recommended. Kath has taken all of Byron's recommendations, posted them on our Facebook page. We would encourage you to be part of Hearts and Minds Books. Check out the book notes first. Buy from them. Go there. Do the excellent work that Byron and Beth are doing at Hearts and Minds Books. 101.5 WORD. This week on Truth for Life, marriage is in the spotlight. What should someone look for in a potential spouse? Is it better to stay single? We'll find out about God's purpose for marriage, as well as many of the benefits and challenges. That's our focus on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. As you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Now, Mike didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now, Mike has done it again by introducing his My Slippers. For a limited time, you'll save $90 on a pair of My Slippers. And now, this blowout sale of the year will not last, so order now. Mike has taken over two years to develop these slippers. My Slippers are designed to wear indoors and out all day long, so they're super comfy. Made with MyPillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue for your feet. Made also with quality leather suede. These are MyPillow slippers at their best. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square. Use promo code WORD. Now, the offer is not going to last long, so order now with promo code WORD at MyPillow.com. 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD. Year after year, it's the same routine. Drop off the taxes, pick up the taxes, leave a check. Maybe it's time to work with a business CPA who is less transactional and more relational. For Mike Radich and the team at MGR CPA and Consultants, it's about more than crunching the numbers. It's about getting the advice you need for complex tax issues and business solutions. It's just a better return. MGR CPA and Consultants. Honesty, integrity, always. At MGRCPA.com. Hi, this is Bob Lapine. I hope you're benefiting from listening to Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Our daily program comes to you by way of your fellow listeners, listeners called Truth Partners. It's their monthly giving that cares for the cost of distributing Alistair's teaching to local stations like this one. So today, will you pass their generosity forward? Will you become a Truth Partner and help bring the gospel to others? Sign up at truthforlife.org slash truthpartner. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Anchovies. Boy, that's a tough one. I mean, first of all, I will never put anchovies on a pizza. No way. I'm with you on that. I mean, 
But anchovies in a salad, like a Caesar salad, spot on. 100%. So they have their place. I know people who love anchovies on a pizza, though. But that just a little seems too much for me. That's so much. Yeah. Super salty. Anchovies. Yes and no. No, 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 no. Yeah. Come on. Does this yes, make sense? Yes, anchovies make okay. sense. 100%. Right. Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. Do they make sense to you? Yes. And here's the thing, John. I'm with you about the pizza. Definitely with you on the Caesar salad. I feel like there's a like a taste spot that the anchovy gets to mm-hmm. that like I don't think anything else really does. Mm-hmm. Not only does it make sense, I might say the anchovy's essential. What? Essential? I, I feel that strongly about it. Really? Just for what it is. Because it's strong. It's a strong taste. Super important. Hits you hard. Mm-hmm. Boom. It's on par with the caper. Caper? Delicious. Mm-hmm. Caper's much less intrusive than mm-hmm. the anchovy. Yeah, the, anchovy the anchovy makes itself known. But equally... Well, let's look that be. Right, does salty. this make sense? Yeah, I'm ready. The bow tie. Now, I know that you were out Saturday. I was. At a black tie affair. Mm-hmm. My husband was wearing one. Men wearing bow ties. All the men were wearing them. Now, you see men, you know, not at a black tie, but like a guy wearing a bow tie. It's a very strong statement. There's, it's not for the faint of heart, the bow tie, is it? You have to have a certain personality type to step into that. I agree. Unless you're at the prom. Right, where everyone's wearing a bow tie. Me, personally, I'm not wearing a bow tie. Ever? So you don't think the bow tie makes sense? I've worn bow ties as sort of a novelty, but... Like in a role you were playing on the stage? Yeah, Yeah, at an audition, or to show up for a fun event, you know, to get a cheap laugh. Ha ha, bow tie. But as a fashion thing, that's not happening. What about at your wedding? I didn't wear a bow tie at my wedding. No. That's not a ridiculous no, question to ask. No. I actually, I wore an You or- act like this is a preposterous idea. A lot of people do no. wear bow ties at I their wore, wedding. I wore an orange tie at my wedding. An orange tie? Yeah, but not a bow because tie. Because of the University of Tennessee? Yeah, what was the link there? It was beautiful. Okay. Bow ties don't make sense. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They make sense. Right. They look terrific. Yeah. You should change your mind. Maybe if you're on cable TV. I don't know. Oh, who's wearing a bow tie on cable TV? around town is that Pittsburgh homeowners are choosing doing it right when it comes to their roofing, siding, and remodeling projects. That's because since 1984, doing it right roofing, siding, remodeling continues to set the bar through clear communication and an installation that's second to none. Doing It Right employs only the most experienced professionals to install and oversee your project. They'll stop at nothing to ensure your satisfaction. Doing business honestly, taking no money down and no payment until the job is complete. Doing It Right will ensure all work is installed to the industry's highest standards, then back it all up with their lifetime workmanship warranty. As a prestigious, multi-award winning Owens Corning Platinum Contractor, as well as a VSI certified installation contractor, you can't go wrong with doing it right. Mention John and Kathy for a discount off your estimate. Call 724-NEW-ROOF for a free project evaluation or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option called MediShare 65+. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. 
And it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. You can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 855-PSALM-32. That's 855-PSALM-32. 855-PSALM-32. Hi, this is Bob Lapine. I hope you're benefiting from listening to Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Our daily program comes to you by way of your fellow listeners, listeners called Truth Partners. It's their monthly giving that cares for the cost of distributing Alistair's teaching to local stations like this one. So today, will you pass their generosity forward? Will you become a Truth Partner and help bring the gospel to others? Sign up at truthforlife.org slash truthpartner. Junk sleep got you down. The sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help. Get a king bed for a queen price and save up to $500 off during the best Memorial Day sale ever. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying purchase. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Especially since covid there's been a renewed emphasis on the mental health of children. Mm-hmm. Kids who've been forced to study from home, whether they're in kindergarten or whether they're in college, uh, it, it has taken its toll. And so there's been a lot of studying done and pieces written about how to, in spite of being closeted due to COVID or, you know, stuck because you are in a situation where your family member has COVID or whatever it is, how can you maintain your mental health? Well, I saw a story today that talked particularly about mental health outcomes in kids and the number one determining factor in those kids who performed well, yeah. they played team sports. I saw that. Okay. So, John, I want to ask you what year, how old were you when you played your first team sport? Probably seven. And what were you playing wiffle ball? Baseball. Okay. I mean, you know, like organized. T ball. Like on the street, always. I mean, I probably was six when I, but like organized with the uniform and coaches, mm-hmm. probably seven. Okay. And how long did you do that? Little League, uh, through high school. All the way through high school? Yeah. Christy, did you do team sports? I did. What did you play? Um, softball, basketball, soccer. Nice. Yeah. Start- and band? Starting when? Uh, probably when I was around five. Up to till. Um, I stopped playing soccer or softball and basketball in like eighth grade. Okay. Uh, soccer. I think I played maybe a couple years in high school. Nice. Okay. Fabulous. Um, I never played any team sport. Didn't you? In the sto- in the like complete life of my me. life. You don't like to sweat. Shut, shut you don't like to sweat. I work out every day. Well, you know that was a, that's a new thing. Yeah, it is a new thing. Okay. Uh, according well, to Fox, yeah. So that could explain. Why was that? Why is because that? Because I was bad at everything. You were not a sports person no, at all? No, it's bad at everything. Like you throw you a ball, you can't bad. catch a ball. Bad. I mean, I can catch a ball, but I'm not good at it. I'm Nothing. not, I'm not so, good at any sport. It's unusual to meet someone who's like not good at any sport. <laughs> I'm happy unusual. to expand your worldview. I mean, Sitting in front of you, someone who's bad at every sport. Like my, what? <laughs> Wait a second. I just want to say this. It's on radio. But my chair is real small Yeah, today. I noticed. That. Why are you so short? <laughs> it's like your chair's collapsed. I'm tiny. Like, look, my chair's like... 
10 inches taller than I know. Than her. So What's like, happened? Sid Dithers. I'm t- <laughs> like a turtle. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Anyway. According to Fox News, children and adolescents who participated in team sports have fewer mental health difficulties compared to kids who didn't. Um, but children who participated only in individual sports mm-hmm. had worse mental health outcomes compared to those who don't play any sports. Mm. I can understand why. That's right. right. I mean, yeah. Okay. So they, they categorized about 12,000 participants. So it's a good amount of um, amount of, of study material, ages 9 to 13. Um, and examples of team sports they looked at were volleyball, soccer, basketball. Um, example of individual sports were gymnastics, tennis, or wrestling. Mm. Okay. So previous research suggests participation in organized sports can protect against mental health difficulties. But other studies have linked sports participation to worse mental health outcomes, which, of course, seems to say that if you are involved in, I think, anything that has to do with a team, it has to expand your mind. It has to make you yep. consider other things. It has to make mm-hmm. force you, force you to consider the people around you, mm-hmm. and that would change how you look at stuff. Yeah, I agree. I mean, a good coach on a good team can change your life. A bad coach with a bad team can yeah, change your life. I mean, the last my, my last coach that I ever had, you know, playing sports, uh, this guy, I just he made me crazy. And made it difficult. You would kind of like dread going to mm-hmm. practice and to games. Yeah, sure. But that was my first experience all that time with a bad coach. Before that time, you always had good, you know, really good guys who were invested in you, were teachers, were kind, you know, were, were pushing you a little, you know, to, to go sure. to a higher level. But a bad coach, boy, that makes all the difference. I think there are a lot of links and similarities between what you're saying, John, about sports and my experience growing up in music. Because if you're doing band like Christy brought up, or you're mm-hmm. doing choir, whatever it is, you're do you're you're you have to value the team yeah. production over your individual thing, yep. and it does teach you to think differently about it, right? I think music and sports are super similar in mm-hmm. that way. Another way, a little less sweaty. Well, yeah, that's true. But another a, a thing I often think of is that I think it teaches you. And this is one of the problems that, uh, uh, you know, officials are having with parents right now in this generation is that it teaches you to accept criticism and to be able to judge where you are in the pecking order. So whatever team you were on, mm-hmm. did you know where you oh, were? Like, 100%. Right, of course. 100%. Okay. Whatever band I've ever been in, whatever choir right. I've ever been in, I can tell you exactly mm-hmm. who's better than me, right. who's worse than me. And I think that's part of healthy development. Unless you're the worst. What if you're the worst? If you're the worst. I was the worst on every sports team I ever did, which was in gym, which wasn't an actual sports team because I was bad at everything. (laughs) But that's not horrible. That didn't ruin me for life. But you know what I mean? If you're the kid who always gets picked last. That was me. That's the worst. Always last in gym. Everybody, okay, let's pick basketball teams Mm, at the very end. Yeah. Yeah, Kathy. That girl doesn't want to sweat down there right. in the corner. It's not that I didn't want to sweat. I, mean, I was bad know. at everything. But that didn't wreck my life, well, being you know. picked last. I mean, no. it's not great, but it didn't wreck my life. I, I, and that when you get into whatever your thing is, then you. I think that uh, pecking or figuring out who's better than you is good because it gives you something to shoot for or something to va- – it puts some value 
on the ability that you have and the ability that people have around you. Uh, but, you know, like as far as sports, I was a, you know, a, a middling athlete. Right. I wasn't I was great. A mid- and I was a middling musician. Wasn't horrible. Wasn't great. Right. But I sure heck enjoyed it. It was yeah, so much so did fun. I. I loved it so much. But it wasn't bad to be middling, right? No, no, it was good to be middling. It was middling. part of, Christy, were you middling or were you good? Um, or bad? I was, I was usually one of the best Oh, good. Not not to brag, but no, you, I, you brag. I, I very you. much I very much enjoy winning, so I will play my heart out. What did you play? Softball, basketball, yeah, soccer. And in the band, what did you play? Oh, flute. Killing it on the flute. Right? Oh, I learned the flute in two weeks. I started with clarinet. What the heck? You know why? Because she likes to win. Right. I do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean. Is this a thing now? Or are kids like disconnecting from sports? From No, I don't think so. Right? I think a lot of kids don't like to lose. And I think a lot of kids don't like to be criticized, whether it's in the music world or the yeah, sports world. And the only way you're going to get better... Tough luck, Buttercup. Let's go. Suck it. it up. Let's go. Right? It's not for the faint of heart, is it? No, it shouldn't be for the faint of heart. Well, we ran the gamut today. Not for the faint of heart Exhausted. as well. Exhausted. Guns, books, poetry. We missed the shoe story. Maybe that's tomorrow. Thanks for being with us. Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.